over there in the movie theaters and drive-ins why it's the super mario brothers movie <laughs> hi jared super mario brothers movie that's the movie um i have no interest in the super mario brothers movie because i already saw it when it came out the first time in the 90s. Uh, what was it? 92, 93, something like that? Um, let me look real quick. Uh, oh, uh, Super Mario... 93, okay, yeah. So I actually saw the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, the live-action one with uh, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Hello, Chaos. Uh, in the theater... When when I was a when I was a youngin, Jared, do you think it's seven or eight? Like, out of ten, is that your rating for the film? Uh, I have not seen the new one. I, I have not seen the the animated one. Uh, however, uh, surprisingly, uh, the Super Mario Brothers animated film is not double featuring with itself at the drive-in. So. I'm planning to go see it uh, this week. Why didn't I see it yesterday or this weekend? Because I'd rather go on like Tuesday night or something when there's less people there. Yes, even at the drive-in when I have my car all to myself, I'd still prefer to go with less people. Why are the... Did YouTube make a change? Why are, why are the names color-coded? I mean, I don't, I don't mind, but that's weird. Okay, so um, Super Mario Brothers, the live action movie, saw it in the theater when I was 13 years old, and um, I didn't care for it. I remember uh, what I thought of the movie because I explained it. I explained my feelings, my, my very deep and um, lengthy feelings to my mother. Um, all of them. And and she listened. I don't think she cared, but she did listen. So that's why I remember what I thought about the movie. And I remember thinking about the original film that whoever made it did not give the slightest poops about uh, Super Mario Brothers. They had no idea what the game was, and they didn't care to learn. That was my my thirteen year old impression of the film. Uh, I walked out of that film thinking, "Wow, none of the people who made this movie had not only had never played the game before, but had never even like seen a picture of it or a screenshot in Nintendo Power magazine. Like, did Nintendo not send them concept art? I mean, it feels like." The Super Mario Brothers movie that someone would make if someone who just verbally described the game to them, but not very well, right? 
Like, okay, you want me to make a Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah. Okay, what what needs to be in it? Well, there's Mario and Luigi. Oh, who are their brothers? The Mario brothers, and it's named Mario and Luigi. Well, okay, I guess that their last names are Mario. That's fine. Uh, and they're plumbers. Oh, okay, sure. And they wear green and green and uh, red. I'm not colorblind. And they jump really high. Okay, so give them rocket boots or something to explain the. Do they have rocket boots? No, they just jump. Rocket boots, it is. And they have a dinosaur, a dinosaur like a like a big dinosaur. No, no, it's it's like three and a half feet tall. It's a you know kind of like a velociraptor. Oh, okay. D do you want to know what it looks like or like what color it is? Nah, just some scaly yellow dinosaur. That's fine. Okay, there are things. Uh, oh, there's a fun thing called a bomb. What is that? It's 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 like your classic cartoon bomb. But it's got little feet and a wind-up thing. It's like a wind-up toy. You wind it up and it marches along and then explodes. Oh, okay. So it's like, you know, three inches tall. No, no. It's, it's, no. It's like the size of a basketball. No, we'll just make it three inches. Just weirds to end. It's got Goombas in it. Those are the main bad guys. Well, it's the bad guys army of bad guys. Okay, cool. So giant lizard-headed people no no that's not giant lizard headed people that's fine and where's this all take place it takes place in the mushroom kingdom oh so just uh some city street that's covered in fungus right no 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 now i'm not saying that's how it happened i'm not saying that the people who made the original super mario brothers definitely didn't care but as a 13-year-old, that's how it came off to me. I'm like, why did you make a Super Mario Brothers movie if you genuinely didn't give the slightest poops about what Super Mario Brothers even is? I mean, like, you could have just made the Babam this big. It would have been... You got the look and the design and the action fine, but why is it this big? That's unneeded. You could have just painted Yoshi green. You couldn't even get the color right? Now, I can understand uh, why they didn't do a, like a full Bowser suit or, or something. I mean, I appreciate that they, you know, shaved Dennis Hopper's eyebrows and gave him weird hair and kind of and had him stand like this all the time. I mean, I, I, that's fine. They didn't have the biggest budget in the world, but... Um, yeah, it, 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 as a 13 year old, it struck me as, uh, very, very odd. And I didn't and even divorced from the games, I didn't think it was a very good movie. I still don't. I know a lot of people, uh, regard it as a cult classic. I do not. It's fascinating in in a way it's it it is definitely fascinating to look at and go how did this happen but do i think it's an uh underappreciated gem no i think it's a bad movie and not because it got the color of yoshi wrong or the size of the bomb wrong i think it's just a bad movie oh well lots of those
so I went on with my life like I hope anyone who sees a bad movie does so uh, 30 years later uh, Nintendo took another crack at it animated this time and uh, well I've seen trailers and it I mean the characters have distinct designs in the film as opposed to the game but you know still Mario still the Mushroom Kingdom still Luigi and Donkey Kong and Princess Peach and Piranha Plants and I haven't seen Bob-Bombs anywhere but I mean you can't fit every, everything in the trailer I, I imagine they're in there somewhere White Wolf says so I who is that um so, um, I watched the trailer for a uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, and uh, I think it looks cute. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I enjoy it. Um, the, the, hu it, it's colorful, it's, it, it, the, the humor's working for me, what I've seen, what will I think of the movie? Maybe we'll, maybe I'll let you know by next week. YouTube said, hey, hey, I see that you watched the trailer to the Super Mario Brothers movie. Perhaps you'd like to watch videos from channels who uh, recorded the film in the theater on their cell phone and uploaded clips of it to their YouTube channels. No. No, I would not. YouTube, I, I definitely would not. I mean, I'll, I'll take that over uh, bigotry and harmful disinformation, but uh, no, I would not. So uh, I've had to block 19, I think I'm up to, 19 completely separate channels who are just, I'm not searching for this. This is just stuff that ends up in my recommends. And if you're uploading pirated clips of movies to your cha YouTube channel, I block your entire channel because you're obviously not someone with whom I share values. Um, my favorite voice line from the trailer is not in the film. Is it the Mushroom Kingdom? Here we come. Is it, is it that one? You know, I, I, I read a lot of the reviews and... If there's one thing they all seem to agree on, it's that Chris Pratt's Mario voice is fine. It's not, you know, sandpaper on the tender bits. It's not revolutionary. It's not the, I. It's not an iconic vocal performance. They all seem to agree that Jack Black's is, but Chris Pratt is fine. He's got somewhat of an indistinct sometimes Brooklynish accent it's fine so um, yeah but the interesting thing was is Mario's voice was perceptibly purposefully held back in all of the marketing like Nintendo was embarrassed by it so um, I mean We'll see. I mean, the most... I, th I think that mushroom, that incredibly stilted 
Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But uh, according to Jared, that's not in the um, not in the movie. Thank goodness, because that's terrible. Um. So uh, the, the the movie, as pretty much all of them do, has a Rotten Tomato score, and its current Rotten Tomato score is fifty six percent. Now, as a public service announcement, because not everyone can know everything. You might not realize or know what the Rotten Tomato score, which is presented as a percentage, actually means. I am here for you. I am here to elucidate the meaning of the Rotten, uh, rotten Tomato percentage. Now, you might think probably most of us went to school and most of us had math tests and English tests and history tests and stuff, and they were all graded 0 to 100%. And if we got 56%, like the Super Mario Brothers movie did, that would be an F, a failing grade. That means you only got 56% of the answers on your test right. You got 44% of them wrong. So, a lot of people might look at the scores and think, well, okay, so Rotten Tomato scores in the 70s is a C movie. You know, it's average. And in the 80s is a B movie. And, you know, in the 90s is an A. No. No, that's... I, I could see why someone might think that, but that's not what it is. For those that don't know, um, Rotten Tomatoes is a review aggregate site. So... They take all of the reviews, or a bunch of reviews, and then they boil each review down to essentially thumbs up, thumbs down. And so the percentage is a, is a percentage of the, of the critic reviews that lean positive. So, Mario's 56% does not mean the movie is a failure. It means a bit over half of the critics who reviewed the movie were positive on it. That's what it means. Now, does that matter? For most people, it really shouldn't, unless you personally have money invested in the success of the film, most of us don't, or you personally know someone who worked on the film, most of us don't, it really shouldn't matter what the reviews say or what the scores are. Same thing with the box office. I mean, it's interesting to follow. And the more acclaimed a film is, the more money it makes, the more likely you are to get it. We are to get a sequel. So I, I could understand some nominal amount of investment in a film's performance. But at the end of the day, it should just watch the film. And if it's good, great. If it's not, oh well, there are other movies. Not worth, you know, getting angry over. And this coming from a very angry person. Definitely not worth harassing other people over. Non-critic scores are in the 80s. Uh, well... Tomato, Rotten Tomatoes at least, does just looks at a review and boils it down to positive or negative. 
which is really reductive and lacking in nuance because all of the positive uh positive reviews the 56 percent of positive reviews you know some of them are it's fantastic it's one of the best movies especially for kids they range from that to that's all right and the 44% that uh, were leaning negative ranged from it destroyed my childhood to eh. <laughs> you know? So kind of lacking in nuance. But what a broadly what a 56% says is that the movie is somewhat divisive in how people respond to it. Roughly half the audience is going to be positive and roughly half is going to be negative. At least if they're critics. The audience score is currently 96, which you shouldn't believe at all because these systems get brigaded all the time. Uh, for example, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie had 2,000 verified audience ratings within an hour of it unlocking the uh, audience score. Currently has over 5,000. That's a lot. Is it more than most? Uh, doing a doing a quick look, yes. Does seem to be a lot more than most. So, did there seem to be interested party brigading the Rotten Tomato audience scores to artificially bump it up? Yeah, seems so. But really, who cares? Be like Jared. Just go see the movie if you're interested in seeing the movie. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, well, that sucks. Bummer. I'm going to go see the movie. I hope I like it. Because I would love a a wonderful Super Mario Brothers movie. Good evening, Chicago. Oh, I'm not saying don't look at... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jared says I look at Metacritic. Uh, yeah, Metacritic is... Scores are a bit more nuanced. Uh, they do their best to boil down a review into a numerical score and then ag and then somewhat average that. I don't know if it's weighted in any way. Uh, a lot of uh, review review sites, particularly with video games, will do a 1 out of 5 or 1 out of 10 type of scale. So, it, it's, it's not science. It's just art, just subjective opinion. But reviews are fun to read, and I've read several reviews of uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and uh, the divisiveness really seems to come down to it is super fun, colorful, and funny, and it's it's only like ninety minutes, um, or it's ninety-two minutes. It's a wonderful romp aimed at young children. And on the flip side, it's it's colorful, it's funny, it's imaginative, and it's a wonderful romp for young children, but its story and character is about as deep as appropriate as that may be, the video games themselves. And left me wanting a bit more. Left me a bit narratively unsatisfied. Which, yeah, I could see that. And maybe I will on Tuesday night or something.
Oh, and um, Nintendo and Illumination should credit everyone who worked on the film. You know? For example, I hear there's a uh, particular song in the movie, and while the song is in the the song title and where this song was first heard is in the credits, but the um, the uh, uh, lyrics and written by credit and performance credit are not there, and it's sitting right next to other songs that have full written and performed by credits. So, that's, that's a crap decision. Don't do that. It's, that's, that's what we in the biz call a dick move. Don't do that. It costs you literally nothing to appropriately credit people. Now, when I first heard that this song was not credited, I thought the song was not credited. Until I saw someone who took a photo of the movie theater screen. I'm like, oh, oh, it is credited credited they just decided to leave the writer and lyricists off of the credit well that's crap hopefully uh luckily they uh, you know these are all you know digital files they can just send out a replacement if they so choose and they should choose to do that because it's the right thing to do do the right thing it makes you feel good um uh, Jared, Jared uh, bolsters my point. For the majority of Mario games, has there been a lot of story? No. Mario game stories are essentially a premise. That's about it. You know, Bowser did a bad thing, Mario stops him. That's about the entire story. Is there any character development? Not usually. Bad guy, good guy. We're done here. Is that a bad thing? Not necessarily. It depends on exactly what your goals with the specific piece of art is. You know, be it a video game or be it a movie. It really depends on what you're going for. Now, I'll, of course, reserve judgment until I see the film, but I would propose that however much story or character the Mario movie does or does not have, if it had... The Mario movie as it exists, if it had, if it was the same movie just with a better story, and better thematic through line and better depth of character, it would be by definition better. Like, I don't think you lose anything. It's like, yeah, but if we made the if we made it a if we made the story better then we'd lose what exactly i i argue in almost all cases nothing you you just end up with a better product it's kind of like the arguments that gamers have had since time immemorial it's like well graphics don't matter well, I mean, they do. They're arguably not the most important thing, but uh, these were usually, you know, Nintendo fanboys coping with the fact that the uh, hardware wasn't the strongest. Well, the graphics aren't the most important thing. It's like, yes, but everything else being equal, if the graphics were better, the game would be better. 
you know, look at all of our lovely Wii games. I've got like almost 90 Wii games over there. Lots of great games on the Wii. Now, if they were just HD, that's the only thing you change. You bump them up from 480p to 1080p, would they be better? Yes, yes they would, inarguably. By definition, yes, they'd be better. <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, Chicago says if they want more story, maybe there should be maybe they should do a Paper Mario movie. Well, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I I don't know where I will uh, fall down on the too much story, too little story, just enough. It's for I, I I've never agreed with the idea. It's like well, it's for small children, so you can't put story in there. Yeah, you can, because I've seen plenty examples of stories or movies that are aimed at small children, but have strong uh, stories and characters and thematic through lines. You can do that. It's more difficult, I'm sure, but you can do that. So, Snake. I just want more things that are fun. Is that too much to ask for? I don't think so. I think I, I think fun things are worth asking for, and we should get them. And hopefully the Mario movie is... The reviews I've read, Leaning Positive and Leaning, leaning Negative, both seem to um, uh, agree that, at the very least, the movie's fun. So, I mean... You may uh, come away from it narratively unsatisfied, but it's probably going to be a fun hour and a half. We'll see. Chaos, okay, don't expect Citizen Kane. It's just a fun movie. I think Citizen Kane is overrated. I've seen Citizen Kane. It's good. It's good. Is it the best film ever made? No. I don't think so, no. No. There are some parts of the film, uh, story-wise and uh, the technically, that are bad. It's very clearly Orson Welles, uh, I think it was his first directorial effort, and there's some stuff in there that's like, wow, this is amazing. This is his first directorial game? And there's other stuff that's like, oh yeah, that mm, that was a mistake. That mm. So yeah, Citizen Kane. Good movie. The best movie? I don't think so. But, yeah. Alright, I, I managed to speak on a movie that I haven't seen for half an hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to something else. Let's talk about beer. Do you like beer? I don't like beer. At least I don't think I like beer because I've never actually had beer. And the reason is because it's foamy and yellow and it smells gross. So I've I've never imbibed. Oh, I've been around people who've drunk beer. And um uh I, I'm so beer stupid that uh Someone was, I remember someone was ordering a a brunette and they got the beer and it was a dark beer and I'm like so is the the yellow one that looks like urine is that is that a blonde because 
actually, yeah. I went, oh, are there redheads? And he goes, I don't know. And I still don't know. Uh, there's also something called a fat tire, which is a dumb name. But dumb in a way that kind of amuses me. Anyway, so if you spend time on... Um, uh, Jared says, my review, lots of fun. Mario story with good characters. Works for me. And really, you know, as, as long as Mario makes out with a cheap cheap, I'm pretty happy. So um, if you spend time on social media, I don't recommend it. <laughs> You might have um, you might have run across some of the usual suspects who make up things to be mad about. Getting angry at beer, specifically Bud Light. Why? Well, you see this colorful rainbow can of Bud Light. Yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, promotional beer can that uh, Anheuser-Busch uh, released for Pride. Now, there are some people who saw that, went to the store, bought Bud Light, took it home, and flushed it down the toilet or threw it into the garbage can or shot it with guns. As a way, now let's let's ignore the fact that these are all stupid bigots because the thing that they're angry about is um, how dare you acknowledge the existence of queer people? Okay, I mean, let's. I mean, the most charitable thing I could possibly come up with is well, you know. Maybe this person is just upset over the cynical nature of capitalism exploiting a uh, particular group for monetary gain. Anheuser-Busch doesn't give a shit about queer people. You can tell by the way they donate. So I find it particularly gross that every June they're like, oh yeah, queer people, yay, rainbow can, now give us money. I find that particularly off-putting. And you know what? That is an absolutely fair criticism. But then I just, you know, look at these people's feeds and I'm like, oh, oh, no, it's not that. They're just bigots. Mm, shame. So, um... Bud Light isn't a real beer. See, now there's, 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 now there's a strong, uh, there, there's a valid complaint. Um, but here's the thing about uh, this particular can of beer right here. It's not currently sold in stores. Yeah, yeah. If you watched any of the performative video anger videos of people flushing beer down the toilet or shooting beer or throwing beer in the garbage can, you'd notice that none of them were this can. And you might think, huh, how come they didn't buy the actual rainbow beer cans to shoot or flush or throw away? Well, that's because it's not currently sold in stores. It was a limited time promotional item for Pride last year, 2022. So almost a year ago, last June. Oh, it was also exclusive to Canada. 
so it wasn't even sold here. And yes, uh, many of these uh, dingbats on social media are American. So they're getting upset over, well, first of all, they're bigots, but they're also being performatively, performatively outraged over something that literally doesn't exist anymore. Limited time promotional item in Canada last year. Doesn't exist. And you're doing boycotts wrong. You see, when a company does a thing that you don't like, the solution is, and you want to stick it to that company, you don't buy their product. Dumbass. Oh, I have a problem with the way Anheuser-Busch is doing a thing, so I'm going to buy their beer. That'll show them. You're dumb. Doesn't surprise me. Very few smart bigots, but, um, yeah. Snake drinks whiskey and Zeigenbach? I have no idea what that is. I drink water. <laughs> I'm boring. Oh, but that's not, that's not where the fun ended. See, um, there is a... What the hell does she actually do? I, I guess she's just a an influencer. No idea what she does, but her name is uh, Dylan Mulvaney. And um, not only were bigots upset over this beer can, but they were upset over another Bud Light can with Dylan Mulvaney's face on it. Why? Well, because Dylan Mulvaney's a trans woman. So how dare you put a trans woman's face on my beer can? How do you expect me to suck that gross crap out of the can with Dylan's smiling mug on the, on the surface? Well, no one does, dumbass, because they aren't for sale. No, you see, they were a one-off commemorative gift sent specifically to Mulvaney... For a March Madness promotional sweepstakes. There's, they said, hey, uh, Dylan, will you, uh, will you promote our March Madness sweepstakes? We'll give you beer cans with your face on it. And she said, sure. And so she did. And that was that. Now, she got a bunch of cans. She, she may actually you know, sell some. So you might be able to get one. But again, not sold in stores. So if you are really, really offended by a beer can reminding you that trans people exists, well, try sucking less as a human being. But I mean, it, it, at least rest assured that these cans are not for sale. They were, they were just a fun little gift for one person for a cross-promotional thingy. Dumbasses. Doing that type of thing gets people like you to talk about it. Sure. Oh, do, do, doing the, uh, the promotional outrage thing? I mean, I suppose, but I, the only thing I feel that I'm accomplishing here is I'm advertising for Budweiser. Oh, I'm sorry, Budweiser? Anheuser-Busch. Uh, yeah, Budweiser, Bud Light. I'm essentially advertising for them, I guess. But then again, 
none of this stuff is for sale, so <laughs> you can't get it. It's not the 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 rainbow can's not available any anymore, and the Dylan Mulvaney can not available to anyone except Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, I'm not promoting anyone. I'm not naming names. I'm not promoting anyone. So I I and even if I did. Now everyone knows you're a stupid bigot, so... Yeah. But uh, if what you're getting at is kind of the... Uh, uh, Anheuser-Busch does this, you know, for attention and for clout. And see, we're on the right side of history. We are... We're trans and uh, LGBT friendly, and we care. At least in June. <laughs> you know? Um... And that's cynical, performative horse shit. Anheuser-Busch genuinely does not care about... Let me rephrase that. Anheuser-Busch cares about the LGBT community so far as it can sell to it. And to allies thereof. And again, you can just look at how they donate and who they donate to. They donate to a lot of organizations and people and politicians who are, well, to be frank, trying to erase uh, queer people from the face of the earth. So, Anheuser-Busch, not a good company. Doesn't act, not an ally. Doesn't actually care about uh, LGBT people. So, yeah, def. I mean, what... As attractive as you may find this can, whether you do or not, don't let that lull you into thinking that Anheuser-Busch as a corporation is an ally. It's not. It's selling a product. That's it. So. Um... Oh, talking about shooting stuff for ten. Oh, yeah, it's it. Yeah, the, the performative outrage is, as you know, the phrase implies, performative. You know, look what I did. I'm shooting beer cans. Follow me on Instagram and listen to my whiny podcast where I complain about things that don't exist. <laughs> I mean, I would have shot the rainbow cans, but you know, they don't exist, so. <laughs> Or aren't for sale, rather. So I, I actually, I'll, I'll show Anheuser, but it, it amazes me how many people are comfortable presenting themselves as the dumbest assholes on the face of the earth. But, I mean, if you can present yourself as just a stupid, horrible person and make money doing it, well... I... Yeah... It, it's a shame that that's profitable. world would be a better place if that garbage wasn't profitable. Uh, Chicago says, It took them a year to understand the ad. Look at the purdy can. A year later. <laughs> Wait, that's gay! <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think most didn't notice because it was for a... I mean, it was just in Canada. It was a limited thing. Yeah, welcome to last year, bozos. Uh, so, speaking of... Um, uh, Snake says, mazes me on uh, Twitter how many LGBT people on Twitter sincerely think corps are on their side. Well, corporations can be useful. Like, 
Anheuser Busch is um, their allyship is performative. That is true. But thing that performative allyship, cynical as it may be, I would argue is a net good, not the ideal, but a net good because it helps to uh, normalize the existence of, well, you know, people who aren't me. Right. So when you sell, you know, Bud Light, you know, it's for LGBT people, too. It's like, oh, they exist. That's cool. So, I mean, cynical and performative and as it is, I do feel it it is a net positive. So uh, but yeah, I I, I would caution anyone who would be like, oh, Anheuser-Busch, true ally. No, Uh uh, no. Go ahead and look at how they, you know, their their political contributions. That's um, that's that's public record. You you can look that up very easily. Yeah, they are. They're not an ally. They're they're selling beer. They just realize that um, uh, LGBT L, LGBT peoples and their uh, allies buy beer. That's what they've, there, there are, you know, horrible bigots are in the minority and demographically majority, uh, demographically, the majority of them have less spending money. So it's not worth, you know, targeting the bigots. You're you're not going to sell more product doing that. Because LGBT people and their allies are much more likely to actually do boycotts right. See, if Anheuser-Busch actually advertised two bigots, like they made a, I I don't know, a Confederate flag can or something like that, (laughs) you know, um, they would lose sales. Because LGBT and allies are not going to buy the cans to shoot them. They'll definitely talk about it. And point out what bigoted dipshits Anheuser-Busch are being and not buy them and they'd lose a shit ton of sales. So, but, but yeah, de- uh, definite. Disney is the worst? Um, as far as companies go, I wouldn't say the worst, but yeah, Disney, not an ally either. And actually my next topic kind of, kind of leads into that. Um, let's see, uh, Snake says they place these social messages in their movies, but they have them so small that they can remove them on Chinese releases or other international releases, yes. But hey, they show them still, I guess. Yeah, there, there's, of course, that big observation. It's like Disney has had its first gay couple in a movie like 15 times over the last six years. <laughs> yeah, um, Disney is uh, not great at this. Which uh, leads me, uh, so, uh, new topic, uh, speaking of um, terrible people who are also bigoted and genuinely stupid, let's talk about Ron DeSantis, who is uh, currently governor of Florida, because enough people voted for him for some reason. Um, So, Ron DeSantis is genuinely a terrible human being, a horrible nasty bigot, uh, causes great harm, 
also genuinely stupid. Um, sadly, uh, for a lot of dudes that look like me, <sighs> that just helps us fail upwards sometimes. So, uh, boy, how much background do I want to get into this? So, well, we were talking about Disney, right? So, last year you had HB number, 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 whatever. The colloquially known Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida. Um, which passed. And uh, Florida, of course, you know, defended the bill, saying, oh, oh, oh there's, there's, uh, it, the phrase don't say gay doesn't exist in there anywhere. So you're, you're being meanie pantses. And that's true. The legislation itself did not actually say don't say gay in there. But also Marjorie Taylor Greene did not actually say the phrase Jewish space laser. But if you look at what she said, that's exactly what she meant. You know, she said something along the lines of, uh, satellites controlled by the Rothschild, Rothschilds and some other prominent Jewish family are firing, are, are you know, pointing down and causing the forest fires in uh, California. You know, yeah. So yes, she didn't say the words Jewish space laser, but that's you know exactly what she said. So. Uh, and that's the same thing with this legislation. It did not say don't say gay, but it, it did mean exactly that. It's also uh, worded in a way to be interpreted. You know, it doesn't specifically say that, but is worded incredibly vaguely so that it can be interpreted that way. And, of course, they said, oh, well, it's only for uh, grades K to 3. But, of course, that was a lie because there's also language like the very next line or something like that that says... And anything that we feel is inappropriate for older kids. Oh, well, that's pretty goddamn broad. Uh, in fact, I was reading in the news this week uh, that they're introducing an amendment or a new, either new legislation or an amendment to the existing legislation that would do the same thing that they did for K-3 to and apply it to 4 to, four to 9 or 4 to something. So, yeah, they lied. Of course they lied. They always lie. They do nothing but lie. So, no surprise there. But anyway, um, Disney did not speak out ab uh, against the Don't Say Gay bill until they were badgered into doing so by their employees. You know, Disney hires a bunch of people. A lot of people work there. And so when you have a big group of people a fair percentage of them are going to be LGBT. So, probably want to keep that in mind. So, they, they and the Human Rights Campaign badgered Disney into making the most mealy-mouthed... This was back when Bob Chapek was the CEO of Disney. Made a very tepid, mealy-mouthed, non-committal... Well, mildly committal support for LGBT. It's like, you know, Bob buried it at the end of a shareholder meeting. He says, okay, well, we're going to donate $5 million to the Human Rights Campaign, and we support our LGBT cast, and um, we are going to look at something or along the lines of, we're going to look at pausing our um, donations in Florida for now, pending further review. Now, I haven't looked this up. They, that probably means they didn't do anything. Uh, luckily, Bob Chapek both stupid and a bigot, 
no longer uh, CEO of Disney. Is Bob Iger any better? Yes. Is he like the, you know, paragon of humanity? No, probably not. Better than Bob Chapek. Anyway. Oh, Ike uh, Perlmutter got the can too. Another horrible, nasty bigot that's been employed at Disney for way the hell too long. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, even though Disney did the most mild rebuke of the Don't Say Gay legislation, and they were badgered into it over several weeks, Ronnie DeSantis got really butthurt over that. It says, I'll get you, Disney, and your little dog, too. So, <laughs> so the first plan was, uh, this requires some background, but like 50 years ago, because of Disney World in Florida, uh, the Florida government said, okay, Disney, essentially because you own and operate all this damn land, you're essentially the government for this land. It's just easier to control so we don't have to coordinate, you know, fire trucks and shit going into Disneyland or Disney World, right? So Disney World is essentially a governorship of its own little plot of land, right? That's that's the, the very bird's eye, eye view of this. So Ronnie DeSantis was like, oh, I'm going to take that away from you, you, you sons of bitches, for not being bigoted enough. How dare ye? How dare ye? Um... Here's the problem, Ronald. If he'd done that, that would have put uh, some of the surrounding counties of Florida on the hook for about $2 billion in bond debt. Who pays that? Florida taxpayers. And because it's not the entire state of Florida, it's just surrounding counties, I saw one person estimate it, it would be about $3,000 per person. Because Ronnie, you know, got really offended by, again, a very tepid response uh, to his bigoted horseshit. Um, he's like, oh yeah, I'll show you Disney by taking over your debt and forcing the taxpayers, most of whom are voters, to uh, pay for it. Yeah, that's... That's a good plan, moron. I'm, I'm sure that'll work really well in your favor. Of course, uh, many Americans are well known for voting against our own self-interest. So there, there are, there are a significant number of Americans who will be like, uh, I don't care how hard you kick me in the balls as long as you're also hurting the people I don't like. <sighs> a lot of people like that, sadly. So, um... So they worked on that for a year and failed miserably uh, because they're stupid. Uh, Disney massaged the contract in the open to essentially uh, put a clause in there that says you can't change anything. And if you go against any of any of what we have in here, then you can't do any. <clears throat> then everything gets frozen until the last living descendant of King Charles III passes away or something. It's like, it's like hey, you signed it, dumbass. <laughs> so, um, 
So Ron got publicly spanked by the mouse. Oh, but Ronald ain't done yet. So he's he's got a new plan. So I, I read this in uh, Politico a couple days ago. Um, let me see. D -d 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 -d. Here we go. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Thursday promised a new round of action against Disney in his ongoing dispute with the entertainment giant, including... This is the plan now. Looking at the taxes on Disney's hotels and imposing tolls on roads that serve its theme parks. So once again, dipshit DeSantis's plan here is to make Florida taxpayers and, well, anyone who visits Florida pay more money to go to Disney World. That's his plan. He's going to stick it to Disney by making people spend more at their hotels and on the roads to get there. Now, granted, Disney... Uh, Disney would, you know, raise their, uh, Disney would probably see a bit more revenue for the hotel, but they wouldn't, probably would not see any on the toll road tax, kind of probably depends on where that is, but here's the thing, if you had to pay a toll to drive on the roads that go in and out of Disney World, what would that incentivize you to do if you were visiting Disney World? Well, that would incentivize you to remain on the property to eat and sleep and buy stuff. Ron DeSantis, genuinely awful human being, just a shit stain of a person, but also phenomenally fucking stupid. Just good God, this guy's a bozo. Wow! What a fucking moron. Uh, let's see. They, Snake referring to what uh, Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene said. They always bring up the Rothschilds. Yeah. Uh, uh, the builder at Disney Red. Uh, <laughs> there's always Universal. <laughs> there, there is a Universal. Yeah, I uh, haven't heard anything at a Universal. They're, they're kind of sitting back and going, uh, maybe if uh, Ron DeSantis actually hurts Disney, which isn't going to happen, uh, we will reap the benefits. Big allies, Universal. No, the, but yeah, it's just another thing that, uh, you know, it's a corporation. They're, they're like, what is the most profitable thing for us to do? This dystopia sucks, <laughs> says Snake. Yeah, it, it, it really does. I mean, it, it just would be nice if if um, bad people just stopped being bad. You know, like if bigots just woke up one morning and went, I should knock that shit off. <laughs> you know, just, uh, I'm going to stop being a bigot. Or, I mean, at the very least, like, uh, I'm going to retain my bigoted views, but uh, henceforth, I'm just going to leave queer people alone. 
Oh, okay. You, you, I, I've succumbed to the gay agenda of leaving them the fuck alone. Huh. Oh, that, that was a, that was an easy agenda. <laughs> it's like, is that, is that all you guys wanted? Yes. Yeah. Just leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> Just fuck off. You know? You know, just, just, just stay home and stew in your bigotry. Just stop bothering other people, you nitwit. Instead of eating ramen in Chinatown, I'm just being taxed more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so every single solution that Ron DeSantis has uh, come up with to hurt Disney has been to just cost Florida taxpayers and or people who want to visit Disney World, which is a lot of people, more money. Which, I imagine there's some polling on that, but if I had to guess, I'd say not popular. Like, going to Disney World is already really expensive, so, I mean, you have a small family and you're going to Disney World and you're already spending $5,000 on hotel alone... And Ronnie DeSantis, because he's got a bigot stick up his ass, decides to raise taxes on the hotel. Oh no. Now you're paying $5,025 for the family to visit Disney World. And it costs you an extra 20 well, probably not that much, but an extra buck seventy-five on the toll road. Would that additional 50 bucks will be charitable? Would the additional 50 bucks convince any family to go well not going to disney world now i was gonna i was gonna you know spend you know seventy five hundred dollars on my to take my family to disney world uh for a week but i'm not spending you know seventy five fifty might be a couple but uh yeah i i honestly i find it hard to believe that um you know disney would lose much business if florida raised the hotel taxes, or enacted a toll on the roads leading into Disney World. Again, I think it'd be much more likely that that would encourage people to stay in Disney World for the duration of their stay because, you know, to avoid the toll road. Because I imagine there are some people who visit Disney World and leave to stay at a hotel off-site because it's cheaper, or leave to go eat. It's like, well, shit, if I have to pay this fucking toll every damn time... May as well just stay on the property and spend more money at Disney. Ron, you moron, you disgusting bigot. Please resign and go away. Please, pretty please. I'd appreciate it. Do, do it for me, Ron. Some guy on the internet who doesn't live in Florida. <laughs> ah. Snake. Republicans, we will tax you more for the sake of the country. Democrats, we will tax you more for the betterment of the poor. That's... Hmm. Well, I mean... The Republican line is a lie. Not not by you, Snake. But, uh, you know, I, I've heard similar... Uh, announcements from Republicans saying that yes, we we need to raise tax. Ta actually, usually they just lie about raising taxes, because um, they frame it as tax cuts, 
And what they mean is, for us and our friends, yours goes up. That's how we pay for the tax cuts. But if they actually ever do acknowledge that, yeah, we're taxing you more, they would probably do, oh, for the sake of the country, which is a lie. Uh, as far as Democrats, again, that's not exactly what the framing is, but it's not... It's reductive, but not terribly inaccurate. You know, we're taxing you more for the betterment of everyone. You know? I mean, it, it depends on the Democrat, because Republicans do tend to be a bit of a monolith. Uh, Democrats just have just kind of all across the spectrum. Um I mean, you have some that's like, uh, you know, we need to raise taxes so we can, you know, pay for a bunch of nifty social programs. It's like, yeah, but uh, but you have some who say, yeah, but uh, we actually don't need to raise taxes, at least not for everybody. Like, there's no need to raise taxes on people who can't afford it. But you know what we could do? You know who we could ra raise taxes on? People who can afford it. Like... The really rich people who don't pay much, if anything, in taxes in the first place. And not even, you know, just if if everyone paid their fair share, then we've got plenty of money for everyone who needs it. And that's, that's kind of the whole equity thing, right? It's like, you don't buy hot dogs for all, you buy hot dogs for those who don't have hot dogs. Like... You, you don't need to buy hot dogs for Oscar Mayer. Oscar has plenty of hot dogs. Like the king of hot dogs. Like, nah, I'm good on hot dogs. Plenty of hot dogs. Give the hot dogs to those who don't have hot dogs. Right? So. Uh, Snake says, I'm countryside, so I'm far, far away from city issues. Well, I mean, it depends on what issues you're talking about. Uh, my mom and her husband live out in the countryside, and... Uh, there are there are unique challenges to cities and there are unique challenges to uh, countryside living and there are challenges that are that present themselves in both areas so that's 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 the thing though is um me personally i want life to be awesome for everyone yeah I mean, you know, even shitty bigots? I mean, I don't care if it's not, but yeah, for everyone. Yeah. So, I was going to talk about uh, Like a Dragony Sheen, which, uh, going on a trip here, which I've been playing pretty much all day. <laughs> and I'm going to start playing as soon as we're done with the podcast. Um, <clears throat> and I'm happy to report that I'm having a... Like a Dragon Ishin, uh, surprisingly, the most technically janky of the... Maybe Dead Souls might, might beat it out. But technically janky compared to some of the other games. Like, it, it, the loading is slower. The, the menu navigation is really slow. Like, hitting pause, it, it takes a couple seconds to get into the menu. It's really kind of garbage. Still a fun game. Uh, having fun playing it. Uh, the stories are fun. The Wandering around the new town. Uh, I'm enjoying everything so far, but 
technically the game is uh, maybe it's the new engine maybe maybe because this one is uh, unreal engine i think maybe they were just having some issues with the Un unreal engine uh no 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 uh like a dragon ishin is the um uh, the 19th century one um uh the, the turn-based combat one is like a dragon essentially yeah oh and no it was called yakuza colon like a dragon that's the turn-based one and then Like a Dragon 8 is going to be the sequel to the turn-based one that's also purportedly uh, turn-based. So, uh, no, although this combat, this one, uh, you fight with um, your bare fists, or a sword, or a gun, or a sword and a gun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun so far. They kind of front-loaded all of the, the four styles, bare fist, sword, gun, and sword gun, um, are a little weak to start out with. And I think they did that to not overwhelm you because you essentially, very quickly, you, they, they, you get all four styles very quickly in the game rather than you start with two styles and you get to know those and then you pick up a third and then you pick up a fourth. No, you have you have all four pretty much right from the get go, so they start them. So all four styles are very limited in utility until you start upgrading them. I don't think that's balanced quite right, but eh, you know, still having still still having a uh, lovely time with the game. So. Um, Oh, I talked about Valkyria Chronicles 4 and how much uh, the, the RNG did not like me very much. Uh, before I got uh, Like a Dragon um, Ishin, which arrived yesterday. Uh, oh, I was talking last week. I says, I really want this game, but it's 60 bucks. Not paying 60 bucks. The following day, last Sunday, dropped to 40 So, yay! Um, and I've been saying, I've been looking for a game to, to really get its hooks into me. Something I think about playing when I'm not playing it. Something that it's hard to put down because I just want to do one more thing. That's like a Dragon Ishin. I'm, I'm having a great... I played it for a couple hours last night. Been playing it most of today. Really enjoying it. So I'm... I, I figured this would be that game, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to have it. So God of War, Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles 4, uh, Tales of Berseria, um, Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative. All those are on hold for right now while, while I play the new Yakuza era like a dragon game um yeah in fact tomorrow uh, we're not gonna play Trails from Zero we're gonna play like a dragon ish I'm kidding we'll we'll play uh, uh, Trails from Zero tomorrow um let's see anything oh uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4 I mentioned that uh because the rng was so terrible i quit the game in a huff and in doing so learned that there was no autosave so i had to essentially start over uh i replayed it again um got up to the, the third mission or wherever so i'm a little bit further than i was and the rng was a bit more accommodating this time i only had one single instance where i had three characters standing around one dude and all three of them missed that only happened once it's one too many but um still looking forward <laughs> looking forward to uh 
to getting back to him. So, um, I guess moral of the story is if uh, you're a resident of uh, Florida and you're a voter um, and you were looking for my advice on how you should vote, um, not for Ron DeSantis because um, he sucks, he's, uh, he's incompetent, he's very stupid, and he's a horrible, nasty bigot. And I would recommend not voting for people like that. So. That's what I, that's, that's what I think. Everyone who was, uh, tuning into the Mole Hill Mountain podcast for voting advice. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, in, enjoy your rainbow-colored beer. Uh, oh, wait, you can't, because that was a promotional item from last year. But, uh, yeah. Looking forward to the Super Mario Brothers movie. I, I hope I enjoy it. And uh, whether I do or not, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, this middle-aged man will, will rant and rave about a cartoon for children on the, the next podcast. Or, hell, maybe I'll make a bespoke video uh, ranting about uh, the destruction of my childhood or whatever i'm excited for the barbie movie too that looks fun i didn't have any barbies but my sister did and she was the only sibling i had so if we were playing in my room we were playing with my toys if we were playing in her room we were playing with her toys and it's neat to see uh midge and alan uh midge was i think Catherine's favorite, a friend of my sister's. Um, I don't think we had Alan. Uh, but you know who we did have? Derek and Skipper. Derek and Skipper better be in the Barbie movie, gosh darn it, or I'm going to write Greta Gerwig a very strongly worded tweet. <laughs> I imagine Movie Bob is seething on Twitter about Mario. Um, why would he be? I think I read his review. Uh, he was, he liked it. What would he be seething about? If I, if I'm remembering his review right, uh, he was positive. Let me, I actually have the, uh, Rotten Tomatoes up. Maybe I can look it up real quick. Let's see. Uh, critics, um, can we search critics? Uh, you can't search critics? Well, that's not particularly useful. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't see the ability to actually say... Wow, Rotten Tomatoes, that, that's useless. Okay. Uh, to YouTube it is. Movie Bob uh, Super Mario... Let's see. Do, 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 do. Review Super Mario Brother movie. Let me mute that. Uh, da, 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 da. Nine out of ten. Yeah, I liked it just fine. He's usually always angry about everything. We're talking about Bob Chipman, right? Because movie Bob, Bob Chipman, that that movie Bob, because. No, he's not. Let me let me look at his reviews. Let's see. 
Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. That was positive. Air was positive. John Wick 4 was positive. Screen 6? I don't know. I don't think I watched that one. Let's see. Uh, 6 out of 10, so middling. Dungeons and Dragons was positive. Shazam, I don't know if I watched that one. Uh, let's see. I don't see a score on this, at least scrubbing through. Who knows? Uh... Willow, he was positive on whale. He didn't like so that so the the whale I recall him not caring for. So yeah, didn't like that one. But I've never seen that online quiz people made. Uh, gonna have to be more specific than that. I don't know don't know what you're talking about. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure why you would characterize characterize him as being angry on everything. He's not a oh unhinged rants on Twitter about Mario. So he gave Mario a positive review and then angrily ranted about it on Twitter. Bob. Uh, okay, let's see. Don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Uh, heard of that person. Don't know who that is. Just retweeting a bunch of people. Um, okay, making fun of a bigot. Whatever Legendary paid for the Street Fighter rights last week is going to look like they stole something on Monday morning. Oh, because they got it for cheap and Mario's going to bake a bunch of movie. Make sure. I have zero notes on the finale of this, talking about Mario Brothers. Everything from the setting to where it takes place and how, why the fighting gets done. It's like I wrote the thing myself, playing the first old game in the 80s. Perfect finish whenever it gets there. Okay. Um... Boy, this, this guy uh, retweets a lot of people. Okay. That's a political thing. Not angry, but more retweets. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, more retweets. Making fun of people who are whining about the Mario movie. Making fun of people who are way too invested in Star Wars canon. Making fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, that's always good. And here's another. Let's see. A thing to understand about Nintendo is the Super Mario movie is about to have the biggest animation box office of all time. All caps. Off a screenplay it could have used in 1988, Nintendo constantly, uh, constantly, all caps, simply doesn't sell its products out of near-religious commitment to over-caution. Hmm. 
Uh, the franchise has always been a billion dollar multimedia movie, TV, etc. Goliath waiting to take shape since about the third game, and it only hasn't been because it's, it would be nice if Twitter had a, the ability to italicize something so we didn't have to use uh, all I do it too, so you know, I'm just being silly, but... Owned by a hundred-year-old uh, Japanese toy company that repeatedly goes, wait a bit, we have enough money. Hmm. Interesting characterization. Yeah, mostly agree with that. Also not angry. Um, talking about an old cartoon in a positive manner. Uh... Two things uh, Mario does very right in terms of its target audience and this song sounding like Bowser's making up lyrics and... Oh, shoot, just... Well, I, I guess it is a musical. Well, I, I got that right a year ago when I said... Um, he's being warm about a Bowser song in the movie. Okay. And more retweets. Lots of retweets. Holy shit, most of this is retweets. Uh, talking about uh, Mario's box office, that's a big number, no stopping it now. If you think fans are being weird about this, wait until they do Zelda or Mario, uh, Zelda or Metroid. Fair point. Okay, here's one that's rude, I suppose. Uh, referring to some YouTuber who's being very angry that appears to be someone who made an hour and a half long YouTube rant about Peach being a girl boss. Okay. And he says, I'm not sure if these people, people in quotes, are making it impossible to ever show my race, I'm sorry, not my race, to show my face as face and the word really was right under it. It's another matter of me reading ahead. Uh, it's impossible to ever show my face as an adult fan of Mario franchise again and making me look really good by comparison. I mean, compared to someone who made a hour and a half video of him angrily yelling about feminism, maybe? That, yeah. Um, let's see. Talking about Mandalorian. Guys, for fuck's sake, the armor literally asked the only other regularly appearing main character in the series since the first episode if he wanted it to be a if he wanted to be a Mandalorian and started making armor for him, so this shouldn't even count as building to a twist. You're just bad at reading media. Yeah, they should really teach media literacy in school, because good god. Like, folks, I don't mean to spoil anything if you didn't put two and two together yet, but uh Baby Yoda is the Mandalorian. Baby, baby Yoda's baby Yoda's gonna ride a mythosaur. <laughs> I mean, that's been set up through the whole series. Baby Yoda's big shtick is doing the hand wavy thing and holding big animals. He did the rhinoceros. He called the uh, uh, the rancor in Book of Boba Fett. Baby Yoda's is is gonna be chilling with the the mythosaur. Uh, um, more retweets. Talking about Steven Spielberg and the Fablemans. Okay, I'm probably should not be doing this on a podcast, but I'm genuinely not seeing what you're talking about as someone who's always angry about everything. Uh, what have you said? Quiz. He said some kind of eyebrow raising stuff. 
okay. I don't know what quiz. Bob is gen generally just insane on Twitter and has a weird obsession about Mario. I mean, I'm back to... I've looked through the last two days of tweets, and... I mean, he is talking about Mario, but... It's relevant. The Mario movie is out now. He's a film critic. I would expect him to. Um, I haven't seen anything... Now, I haven't been reading what he's retweeting, but uh, I'm not seeing anything insane. So, I, I don't... He's terminally online? I mean, he works online. So, am I, I, I think someone checked his Twitter and found he sp spends, like, most of the day on Twitter. I mean, he's a video producer, so he's on his computer for most of his working day. I mean, everyone's very online. It's very easy to just, while something's rendering or taking a break from a script, to type out something on your phone or in another browser tab. I genuinely don't... I, I'm wondering, is there a different Bob Chipman? Maybe I've got the wrong goddamn... Uh, uh, feed because I'm not seeing anything even remotely and I'm not calling you a liar I'm not I mean it's possible we you know you saw him on a bad day or you know because I don't I don't read Twitter uh, I just read reviews and stuff like that so I mean I, I've I'm aware of his presence I've seen I remember Jesus uh, what was it it was um Back in the game politics days, someone got particularly pissed off at his review of uh, Pixels, I think? Adam Sandler movie? And I watched it, and yeah, that was um, that was a angry, ranty um, video. It's one of those, This is the worst thing ever! I hate this! This scum-sucking, dirt-licking, very creative... Uh, negative thing I haven't seen the movie no idea if it's really that bad or not but uh, I mean yeah yeah okay that that was an angry review back whenever the hell pixels came out but uh, even the the reviews of his I've read I'm, I'm sorry he's a video I've watched um, I can't think of him getting you know angry or ranty or upset I mean, he didn't like the whale. He thought uh, the menu was pretentious. God, I hope I'm not mixing him up with someone else. I think I'm safe because I was just looking at his reviews on on his timeline. So that should help me remember what the hell I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. It may just be a, we have different uh, impressions of the same dude, but yeah, whatever. Let's see, uh, it's a matter of fact, I've seen him stay, say stuff about people he didn't like that's made me raise an eyebrow or two. Like, well, okay. The fact he's been relatively calm these last two weeks is genuinely surprising. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I've only looked at the last two days. But, um, I mean, I just called Ron DeSantis a horrible, nasty, scum-sucking bigot who should, you know, go crawl in a hole and stay there. Uh, that's not particularly nice, but, you know, Ron DeSantis is a horrible, nasty bigot and, you know, deserves any bad thing anyone could care to say about him. So, I mean, it really depends on, uh, uh, you know, who he's talking about. Like, is he talking about 
an actor in a film? Like, like, did he say, uh, like, if if Bob Chipman is saying something like, Chris Pratt is an asshole because he destroyed the sanctity of Mario and he should, you know, sit on a railroad spike pointy end up or something like that. Yeah. But if he's saying things like, uh, Ron DeSantis should go jump off a cliff because he's a bad person and a bigot. Well, I get behind that, but you know, again, no idea. Uh, no, he's said like, okay, I, I imagine you're following up with something. Because now I'm having a chat with one person. This is a boring ass. I'll never forgive the troglodytes who stole the future I earned to prolong their worthless existence. Okay, what's the... Great, but what's the context? What's he talking about? Who's he talking about? I'll never forgive the troglodytes who stole the future I earned to prolong their worthless existence. I would need some context there. Don't know... Don't know who he's talking about or what he's talking about, so. And it really depends on who and what he's talking about, so. What future is he talking about? What did he do to earn it? Who took it and why? Who's he talking, you know, again. And about people who voted differently than he did? Well, I mean, it depends on how he voted, and I, I mean, I can take some, I'm starting to get some guesses here, but... I mean, if he's, you know, talking about people who voted for, you know, Donald Trump, then, yeah, fair enough. Fuck everyone who voted for Donald Trump. And if somehow uh, someone who voted for Donald Trump, like in 2016, would... Nah, I mean, you would have had to have literally lived under a rock or something, because Trump ran his campaign on bigotry, so... He wants to live a technocrat future? I don't... I don't know what that means. So... But I mean, you know, about people who voted differently. That, that kind of reminds me of the old canard of, Oh, you just can't stand people who have a different opinion than you do. Well, I've, I've had that one thrown at me. No, it's not the fact that the opinion is different... It's the specific opinion. Like, I love um, the, the, the Yakuza, the Like a Dragon series. One of my favorite uh, video game series in the world. You may think it sucks. It's ponderous and poorly paced and graphically and control-wise janky and boring as hell with sloppy writing and dull characters. I don't agree with you at all, but I don't have a problem with your opinion even though it is very, very different from my own. That's perfectly fine. I love this thing. You can't stand it. I don't have a problem with a, an opinion because it's different. And, and again, I'm speaking for myself, not Bob Chipman. Uh, I do have a problem with specific opinions. Like, um, I think uh, the queer people should not exist. Okay, and I'm willing to work towards that end. Okay, well, 
fuck you. Oh, you can't tolerate another opinion. No, I, I can tolerate different opinions, just not that one. Because you're a nasty, horrible bigot who's out to hurt people. You, you hypothetical thing, to be clear, not you, Snake. But, um, yeah. So, uh, to be fair, I have, I'm, you know, I... Bob Chipman is one of many reviews that I often read slash listen to. I don't, I don't know him personally, and I don't read everything he writes. So maybe he, he's been having some good days, and maybe, uh, you know, he says shitty things on Twitter. Gosh knows a lot of people say a lot of shitty things on Twitter. I try not to, but there you go. Uh, Snake says, don't worry, I know you're not trying. Yeah, I always try to be very clear, because sometimes it might get confusing because I'm responding specifically to a comment, and then I'm creating a hypothetical to uh, interlock, inter, what is the proper form of that word? Uh, to speak with, so. Anyway, that, that was a long tangent that we really didn't need on the last... <laughs> half an hour but uh i th i think we can all agree that um ron DeSantis should not be governor of florida because <laughs> he's a bad person and he should feel bad about being bad so all right that's uh that's it for me uh trails from zero tomorrow noon pacific standard time uh, so take care, everyone. I'm gonna play video games. Specifically, like a dragon Ishin. Even if you don't like the game, I love it. So, all right, friends, make it go on tangents. It happens. Oh yeah, and and, and I am a verbose person. So, all right, but I, I'll we'll we'll verbose more during the stream tomorrow. So, take uh, good night, everyone. Take care. Bye bye.